Thank you for listening to 7 Million Bites, the Vietnam podcast. We share the stories of people with a love for Vietnam. My name is Neil McKay, and I'm your host. I love talking to people, but more than anything, I love listening. I've lived in Vietnam since 2016, and I started this podcast to know more about the interesting people that live in Saigon, a crazy, bustling, energetic city. Over the seasons, the show has grown and we now talk to people from all over Vietnam and around the world who all have a story to share. We recently talked to Tracy Nguyen Meng from the Vietnamese Boat People podcast based in the US. If you missed it, the link is in the show notes. This is a special pod swap episode of a Vietnam podcast where we share Tracy's family story in the first ever episode of the Vietnamese Boat People podcast. At 7 Million Bikes, a Vietnam podcast, we've been fortunate enough to share the stories of Vietnamese people and their children. These are often traumatic yet inspiring. And we recommend listening to previous episodes from many of our guests, from Tracy Nguyen Mang herself, to Tam Le and Sarah Nguyen in the US, Zuni Nguyen in Canada, to Ni Mai from Switzerland and Levi Oi from Germany. Enjoy this episode and don't forget to follow 7 Million Bikes and also the Vietnamese Boat People podcast. Enjoy. Between 1975 to 1996, it is estimated that almost 2 million Vietnamese risked their lives to flee oppression after the Vietnam War. Escaping by boat, many were captured and brutally punished, and hundreds of thousands died along the journey. This was known as one of the largest mass exodus in modern history. This population of people are known as the Vietnamese boat people, and these are their stories. Hi everyone, I'm Tracy Nguyen Mang, and thank you for joining the prelude episode of the podcast Stories of the Vietnamese Boat People. Today I'd like to share with you a little bit of who I am and why I'm so passionate about this project. So if you met me for the first time, you would not even think that I was once a refugee. Um, It's not something I wear on my sleeve or I talk about as the first topic of conversation. Um, My life today is so drastically different from my life when we were growing up as refugees and immigrants in the United States. My family was among the hundreds of thousands of Vietnamese refugees And we risked our lives, like many, many others, to escape the aftermath of the Vietnam War. I am the youngest of seven, and I'm a post-war baby. During a period of time when the country was trying to heal from just centuries and decades at war, and the government just only knew how to unify the country with brutality and and socialistic ideologies that were taken to the extreme. And I think, you know, at the heart of it, it was meant to be with good intentions, but just executed horribly. I was only three when my mom led my sister and I. We were all under 10. She took us in the middle of the night deep into the jungle. We got on a makeshift boat, um, a small fishing boat, probably meant to hold no more than a crew of of 10 people. But yet we climbed on this thing in the middle of the night and we were all packed into the boat 
hiding under the tarp like a can of sealed sardines. There were almost a hundred of us, probably, my mom would say. The thing is, I, I don't remember any of this. What I know of my past are, are just fragments told mostly by my mother. But she could never sit long enough to share it from beginning to end. It would usually start out as a sweet memory of, look how far we've come, but quickly turn into streams of tears, and she would retrieve to another room in silence. And over time, as I start to share my stories here and there with other Vietnamese Americans and my friends, I found that that was the same for their parents, too, that they had a hard time talking about it. And those that did talk about it couldn't hold back the tears or just the, the feeling of loss through that entire experience. And whether or not they physically lost a loved one, It was a feeling of losing the country that they loved. Um, it wasn't until I started this project that I actually got underneath the story through my brothers who were old enough at the time of the escape to have these memories. I do remember a lot of things about growing up as refugees and as an immigrant in the United States. And life was hard. Um, we, our first city that I can remember living in is New Orleans, Louisiana. And there was nine of us. We were all cramped in a one-bedroom apartment. Um, my sisters and I shared a bedroom with my parents, and all of my brothers slept in the living room. And my parents worked really hard. I just remember not seeing them very often. They took whatever odd and end jobs that they could get morning or night. Um, my dad was pumping gas at the gas station, working the night shift at McDonald's. My mom was cleaning homes, washing dishes at restaurants, um, working at the shrimp factory uh, down the street. I mean, They just did whatever they could to survive, to take care of seven children, and amazingly still try to save money to send back to the relatives and the families that we left behind in Vietnam. I mean, everything that I can remember growing up that they did for us is just unbelievable because I just don't know if today as an adult... I would have the grit or the hustle to do what they did. When I was a child, I did not try to understand my past. I think when you are children of refugees or immigrants, it, your world is consumed by the present. I was worried about being made fun of at school. I was concerned with things like no one could pronounce my birth name, which is Jung An. Concerned with things that just really felt so important as a child. Um, I was the kid who was always embarrassed on the first day of class during roll call, dreading when the teacher was going down that list of names that that teacher was going to butcher my name. So I'd quickly time it and raise my hand. And just before anything could come out of the teacher's mouth, I would say, I go by Tracy. Thank you.
immigrants could relate to that story. I think revealing to everyone that I was an immigrant at the time, an outsider, just felt so embarrassing. And you got to remember, this is in the early 1980s. And the U.S., while we knew of the Vietnam War, there were virtually no Vietnamese within the United States until after the war. So people were now seeing this ethnic group for the first time outside of the television and the media. And they didn't really understand our culture. They only knew of us of the war. And so as a Vietnamese refugee, you sort of live with that. Um, and people didn't understand your culture. They didn't understand my language, my background, nothing about my country. And I was ashamed of it. I wanted to put all of that behind me and just be an American. And my parents wanted that for me, actually. Um, I think they just wanted their children to fit in and feel at home. And they wanted us to rebuild our lives. So let's fast forward 30-some years later. It took having my own children these past few years to really motivate me to make time to capture my family's stories. When my children are older, I want them to understand that their families pass and how it paved the way for their futures is just something that is just so special. Um, and that we were one of thousands of families that were part of this mass exodus that I think not only helped to shape the future of the Vietnamese generations, but really we're, we're so much a part of the American culture as well. The stories of the Vietnamese boat people are ones of loss, separation, courage, and just resiliency. My story is really only one among hundreds and thousands of this generation. This is an aging population. I mean, the, the Vietnamese boat people, while it consists of my generation, my, my siblings, it was really the parents that made the decisions. And it was the children that had to learn how to cope with that decision. And my parents' generation is an aging population. There's a finite window of opportunity for us here to capture these stories and to really preserve them and cherish them. And that's the mission that I'm on. And, and through this nonprofit podcast series, I hope to surface not only my stories, but the stories of all these other families. Um, I have a couple of interviews coming up with my family directly, which I'm so excited to share with you in our upcoming series. I also have um, conversations to share with other volunteers at refugee camps during this period of time um, with some historians that's really going to shed light into um, the politics, the, the personal um, struggles that have been behind all of this exodus and the movement at that time. And of course, I hope you, the public, the Vietnamese people, will hear this podcast through the grapevine and reach out to me in our platform at VietnameseBoatPeople.org and share your story. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. 
This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers.